Cooper. Week third, we're fresh off of NFL Week 7, looking ahead into NFL Week 8. We still have Monday Night Football game tonight between the 49ers and the Vikings, so we will take that game into consideration when making some of our picks in this show. But before we get into it, Brendan, how we doing, man? Sad. I'm sad. For, for, to, to put context in why Brendan's sad, he is a Tennessee <laughs> Vols fan, as am I. Unfortunately, we had a tough weekend, so... Uh, we're pretty down, uh, down bad after that. However, I am not down bad. I went five and zero on picks this week. Uh, the model went up above fifty percent yet again. You can find our model projections on Statletics Twitter account. It is at Statletics underscore. So we have projections for both the NFL and for college football. Make sure to find that information there. Also, I went two and zero on beer bets, which was massive because it got me back even with Brendan. Uh, BJ was. Uh, BJ was uh, leading, leading the charge for nearly the entire season on beer butts, but uh, back even, back at 500 against my boy. Uh, it, it was tough. I was worried about the Colts one there for a second. So, hey, I've never was, been uh, down. Haven't been down yet. Either tired we'll or winning. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll have we'll have one this week, and th- this will be this will be the, the the pivot point here. But uh, yeah, I got got him on the Colts uh, at Colts plus two and a half. Uh, that one was a sweat, and then I uh, nice. I got him on the Ravens, which was which was nice. They absolutely well, they murdered them. Yeah, they murdered the Lions in Baltimore. So that one felt good. That one felt really good. But but yeah, yeah, a good week nonetheless, all around for Statletics. So uh, great week on the books. Uh, we're gonna look into the games for NFL Week Eight. We got a couple of big game breakdowns that we want to give you guys. And then kind of go through a little bit of a quick shot at the end and uh, give our rapid reactions to to the opening line for for NFL Week Eight. Before we do that, guys, make sure to like and subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate that. And also make sure to comment your favorite picks. We love scanning the crowd, uh, seeing what you guys got cooked up on the books, uh, and what insights you guys have that can bring to us. It definitely helps us out. It's fun reading y'all's picks. And, you know, some of you guys are or uh, fans of teams that we're not fans of, and you keep up with them more so than we do. So you know your team better than everybody else does. So make sure to let us know what you have cooked up on the books, uh, what player props, what picks, uh, and and so forth. So make sure to drop that in the comments. NFL Week 8, biggest game of the week. Bengals go to the 49ers. 49ers play tonight, so we haven't seen them play in Week 7 yet. Debo Samuel's out uh, for a couple weeks, it looks like CMC will play tonight, so I assume that he will also be available later in the week against the Bengals. It'll be a shorter week since it's Monday Night Football tonight for him. Bengals coming off of their bye. Maybe we see a different look Bengals after their, they had a chance to rejuvenate themselves. Joe Burrow had a little bit to to rest himself, get that calf right. T. Higgins, he also had the uh, the injuries that he was dealing with, the rib problem and whatnot, so Maybe they can all be healthy. Maybe they can come out here and give the 49ers a run from their money at home. Looking at the betting splits right now, opening up so far, 71% of the bets are on the 49ers. 62% of the money is on the 49ers. So uh, the majority of the public is on the 49ers as expected right now. The the 49ers are favored by six points. Excuse me. Not a full touchdown. Six points ahead of the Bengals. Brendan, before we dive into it, let me know who you like in this game and why. 
Yeah, I feel like I haven't watched the Bengals in forever. <clears throat> I feel like they don't, they've been on by for a couple weeks, but they haven't. I stand by what I've said beforehand about the 49ers being top three team on both sides of the ball. It being at home for the 49ers is good, but the 49ers are banged up, and the Bengals are coming off their bye. I expect them to go all gas, no breaks here, and I do think that they're going to cover that six. I'm looking for Jamar and T to light it up a little bit, and I don't know if they're going to be able to run on the 49ers. I would lean towards no. Joe Mixon doesn't play very well this year so far, but you know, with Debo still out, I don't really know where they're going to look besides for Ayuk. And if McCaffrey gets more banged up this game, then you know they got something to kind of worry about. So I will take the Bengals plus six on this. If it goes down anymore to like five and a half or five, I'm going to stay away. But I do like the Bengals to cover six here away against the 49ers next week. Yeah, I mean, I, at first I kind of initially like him at six, six and a half. Um, so looking into the projections the projections actually have san francisco um by seven and a half so the model thinks it should be san francisco favored by a touchdown and a half but it doesn't have data on this week's game yet considering that they're the the monday night football game so um, we'll be publishing these projections later in the week again at our twitter account at statletics underscore uh you, you can see the updated projections for them there so uh, I'm going to wait to use the model against itself later in this week. But my initial reaction is I think anything south of a touchdown, the Bengals should be fair game in. Now, I will say the numbers do not bode well for the Bengals. They are 32nd in the league, dead last in the league in total offensive yards. And they are 25th overall in the league in offensive EPA on the offensive side of the ball. And if we switch over to the defensive side of the ball, they're not great they're not bad by any means but uh, a little worse than middle of the road their 18th overall in offensive epa allowed the Bengals are and then of course the 49ers they're a top five team in the league on the defensive side of the ball and all metrics notably fourth overall on defense or offensive epa allowed on the defensive side of the ball so uh, i mean it's kind of a mismatch right now uh statistically and, and i think that's what vegas is seeing i think that's what everybody's models are seeing but, you know, we know that the Bengals have at least the offensive talent, the offensive production uh, to be able to keep up in pace with any team in the league that, you know, no matter how good the defense is, it's just they haven't shown it this year. And so will this bye week be a pivotal moment for the Bengals in this season? I think it can be. I think that T. Higgins comes out healthy. I think Jamar is getting it going. I think Joe Burrow will be fully healthy, just about, you know, if not at least 90%. And I think I think they have a lot of proof. We've seen this from the Bengals before. We've seen the Bengals start slow. And so the only thing that makes me nervous is that it is in San Francisco. It is not a home game for the Bengals. That that's my worry here. Uh and and depending on what what goes on in the Monday night football game tonight against the Vikings, but Man, I, I tell you what, I still like the Bengals to cover in this game. Anything south or north of a touchdown, um, if you can get it, depending on where you look. I'm seeing some books have six and a half, and if you can find it where it's steamed up to, uh, steamed up to a full touchdown, you know, that I recommend doing that. It looks like majority of the money again is on the 49ers as expected. So. I like the Bengals here. Snap reaction. This one I'm going to table until the projections come out later in the week with updated data from this week's game for the 49ers. But 
as of right now, projections have the Bengals plus seven and a half instead of six and a half. But, you know, I think they can do it. I, I think they can come off this by well prepared, ready to go against the 49ers. So I wouldn't be, be surprised if the spread goes up a little bit after this game. Also, I mean, there's, you know, I could be dead wrong here, but there, I don't think there's any way that the Vikings are going to be able to run the ball tonight. And, you know, they might, like I said, but they make the Vikings one dimensional. I mean, they could, I mean, I still think that they'll cover the seven tonight against the Vikings. So it, it could steam up a little bit more to that full touchdown or seven and a half. And at that mm-hmm. point, I like the Bengals even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just gotta I'm watch with it. you. I, the, the, you know, this is the biggest game of the week in the eyes of the, the league and the eyes of the fans and obviously ourselves considering it's the, the first matchup that we discuss on the show. Uh, you know, but the, the fact of the matter is let's table it. Let's watch the 49ers play tonight. And then I'll leave you with this, you know, wait to see what the projections have with the new data, wait to see what the 49ers do tonight. Uh, and if they get more, if they rack up more injuries, I would especially take that uh, plus six and a half, plus seven for the Bengals because they are depleted. They're without Debo. They're without Trent Williams right now, and they're without some key defensive components on that side of the ball. And if they get more banged up tonight, then the Bengals can be a surefire lock for covering that touchdown spread. So keep an eye out for it. Moving on, underrated game of the week. This might surprise a lot of people. Browns go to Seattle and play the Seahawks. Browns are plus three road underdogs. So Vegas actually likes Seattle in this game by three so far. So uh, Browns coming off a thriller against the Colts. You know, that was our last, that was last week's beer bet between you and I, you had the Browns. I had the Colts. It was a, Mm -hmm. you know, well-fought game, surprising over that hit. Uh, But, Will we get Deshaun Watson back? I don't know. There's some weird stuff going on uh, with with the the chemistry of the team. They sat Deshaun Watson out after going out with the supposed injury. Kevin Stefanski came out and said that they want to play it safe with him. I'm not sure that I buy it. I just I think there's they're not riffing. I think something there's there's some bad bad locker room stuff going on right now between Deshaun and the coaching staff and maybe even the rest of the players. So I'm not sure what I believe, but uh, I will say this line did kind of surprised me coming out favoring the Seahawks. Uh, Brendan, what's your snap reaction to this? Let me know. Deshaun should never play again. Dude's a wussy. I don't know what his problem is, but, you know, I was wrong about last week. I bitch like that. They should play P.J. Walker the rest of the season um, or Dorian Thompson-Robinson. You know, I just – it goes to show that their defense, even though they give up a lot of points, I mean, they had a strip sack in the end zone, scored, blocked field goal. Like, they, their defense is legit, 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 and they can really change games. I have no idea what to think about this game. I mean, we saw Jackson Smith and Jigbo come in and play with DK out, and he played good. I mean, they, I feel like it is locked in. Only, like, two receivers will play well, but... I have no idea. I really don't. Like, Seattle at home, I just told you right before the show that, like, I need to stop betting against um, home underdogs. They're not a home underdog here. Seattle isn't. But, I mean, I don't think they will win. But at the same time, I'm, like, bad at this. So, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, I, no. Hey, give him credit. He, he, it's he has been a weeks rough where he goes on weeks. heaters. Okay. It's been rough. A couple of weeks. Hey, and that's when I'm I'm here. You know, I, I'm having some great couple of weeks. And so I feel like we perfectly complement each other with our picks. Whenever you're doing hot, I'm doing not. That's true. Whenever I'm doing hot, you're doing not. So perfect tandem here. We're in the green. That's all that matters on the year. Uh, so pivoting back to this game, I feel like the 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 Browns being underdogs in this game, being uh, three-point underdogs specifically, is just really a attributed to P.J. Walker being the starting quarterback. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Deshaun sucks, but he's not Deshaun. I think Deshaun can be a little bit better in facilitating that offense and making plays with his feet. But... I think that's what Vegas is doing here. They're they're assuming that PJ Walker is going to play quarterback, and I understand. Uh, looking at the model projections, it has the Browns favored by three. So instead of Seahawks favored by three, it has the Browns favored by three, which is a surprisingly large discrepancy. But I understand it just due to the nature of the Browns' defense, uh, top in the league in nearly every defensive metric that you can think of. Um, the second overall in offensive EPA allowed. Uh, it was actually first overall, but the the Colts game um, put some damage to that number. Yeah. So a surprising slip up to that Colts unit on the defense side of the ball, but still, I think they can bounce back nonetheless. Uh, will be tough going to the twelfth man playing in Seattle uh, in that crowd, but I think they can do it, man. I think they can hold Gino and the boys down. Uh, the, the projections actually have this as a really really low scoring game. Um, it actually has the total like 34. Um, and I think in this game, it's oh, just had it pulled up. Uh, excuse me one second. 39 and a half. So a full five point difference in the total. Uh, model projects a low scoring game in this one. So that, that doesn't surprise me. Um, I, I kind of, I kind of would, that kind of jives with the eye test and with the data. So uh, I think the Browns cover here, man. I think they've covered plus three. And uh, I think Deshaun ends up playing this week, you know, even though there's something weird going on. Uh, I think this is a bounce back spot for this Browns team who who are still in the hunt. You know, they're still in the playoff hunt and they still can be a contender uh, strictly based off of the production on the defense side of the ball. What do you think about that? They're just so weird because – yeah, they're averaging 170 passing yards a game and 150 rushing yards a game, and that's it. Like that's not good. And still, but they just win. And on the backs of their defense, like they're only they're only giving they're giving up 100 under 100 rushing yards a game and 150 passing yards a game. That's what they're giving up on the season. So I mean, their defense is just legit. So I mean, I I can get on the back of the low total. What's the uh, total. The total right now is 39 and a half, 40 Whoa. on some books. It's yeah. it's low. It's I mean, low. I could, so, I could get behind it. Yeah. I mean, I could too. I like, I could see this game one being where Keith, Pete Carroll is like, just give the ball, just give the ball to Kenneth Walker. Every play, just give it to him. How's the and, health uh, of their O line? I don't, I don't know the update on there. I mean, they were kind of coming back and someone else got injured. Yeah. I mean, you know, Every year, the Seahawks struggle at the O-line spot. It feels yeah. like every year, whether it's injuries or just lack of depth, the Seahawks never 
produce solid production on the offensive line. So, mm-hmm. uh, and that's kind of the same deal here. You know, that's what we see. Um, you know, they're they're kind of they're in the bottom half of the league in sacks allowed, bottom half in the league in you know run uh, run blocking grading, and uh, bottom half in the league in uh, pass blocking grading. So, I'm not surprised. And they, I mean, this Browns defense is legit. Miles Garrett is you know oh. a beast. Dude, he, he had a game. You know the the you won't see this like in, in the box score, or you know obviously in the actual score. But Miles Garrett had a field day against this Colts uh, offensive line. So was he the one that had uh, the strip yeah. sack as well? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He had the strip sack, and he yeah. jumped over the freaking center and blocked a field goal. That's like, ridiculous. Yeah. Blocked it. Yes. He's an alien. Yes. He's literally an alien. That is, is insane. Yeah. So I I like the Browns. It's crazy. You know, to 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 cover in this spot. You know, if we if we take a look at some of those splits, we we don't really know anything. The it's kind of fifty fifty on both sides of the ball. So I think I'm gonna take take the Browns, take the Browns to cover. Yeah, you've I like been hot bounce than me. back spot. I can follow that. You've been hotter than me. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, hopefully, I can keep this uh, keep this heater going. All right. Hey, moving on. Uh, one of the more anticipated matchups of this week, Rams coming off of a tough loss to the Steelers. I, I'm actually surprised the Steelers won that game. Um, I think the Rams kind of shot themselves in the foot in that one. Rams go to Dallas, play the Cowboys. Cowboys coming off of a bye. Hopefully they're well-rested and uh, everybody's healed up a good bit. Man, this Rams team, they kind of surprised everybody with how well they did. Everybody expected them to not do well at all. Again, they are coming off of a loss this week to the Steelers. Cowboys uh, right now are favored by a nearly a full touchdown. So it's Rams plus six and a half on the road at Dallas. Before I dive into any of the numbers, Brendan, what's your gut feel about this line? Let me know. I haven't been impressed with the Cowboys this year. At all. Their defense played really well at the beginning of the year, but they played some horrible teams. And the Rams have played a lot better than I thought. They're really struggling at the running back room right now with Ron Rivers and Kyron Williams out. But they brought D. Hendo back, and um, he had 60 yards. And Royce Freeman, they're just kind of – they were able to get kind of a running game. But the Steelers took away Cooper Cup. I mean, he only had two catches, 29 yards. and they were able to capitalize on that, but Nakua had a really good game last week against the Steelers, good defense, and I have to feel like the Rams would cover a touchdown in Jerry World. I'm just not confident you, in the in Cowboys. Yeah, I'm just not confident in the Cowboys right now. I, I never will be. I never will be. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's it's a big spread. The Rams are capable I think the Rams can cover here. Okay. Okay. Let's let's take a look at what the model projections have to say. The model actually likes Cowboys by nine. Yeah. So model models all over the Rams here. Yeah. I mean the Scarlet, Cowboys. Scarlet, you know, dude, she's she's uh she's in she's love dirty. with the Cowboys, man. I she's dirty. Say. She is. She is. She she treats me well. You know, she's above fifty percent every week, but sometimes she lets me down in some key matchup games. Uh and, and the reason for this is 
some people or some teams, they don't have the the face value statistics that everybody kind of looks at, like like total points, yards per game, and so forth. But they have really good key indicator indicator metrics that models really like. One of those being EPA, air yards, pass rate over expectation, and so forth. And so teams see that and see opportunity or the models see this at and sees opportunity and translate that into overall scores. So sometimes it's just Dallas doesn't do a good job of capitalizing on their opportunities. And maybe the model overshoots their score just due to that fact. So Mm -hmm. uh, Dallas is really kind of a a better team statistically, surprisingly, Um, you know, LA is more efficient on the offensive side of the ball. They haven't put up better raw numbers, um, but Dallas 11th overall in the league in offensive EPA, LA sixth overall in the league. So again, very f- efficient. We, we see that with uh, the Rams or Sean McVay year in year out. That's, that's not mm-hmm. surprising, not surprising one bit defense side of the ball. That's where Dallas gets the nod here. Third overall in the league in offensive EPA allowed Rams 20th overall in offensive EPA allowed. I think that's what the models are really seeing. There's a big discrepancy on the defensive side, especially at home. You know, I will say as much as I don't like the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry world gives them, you know, a good three or four points according to the model itself. Home field advantage is key for the Dallas Cowboys here. And I think that's, that's kind of what the model is seeing here. As well, if we look at the betting splits, 37% of the tickets are on the Rams, 32% of the money, the handle is on the Rams. Dude, I think I like Dallas to cover the six. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, I, I have them written down. Take Dallas at six. Uh, wait to see if you can get it at five and a half. I don't think it's going to come down at five and a half, but I think anything south of a touchdown, I'm going to actually take that for Dallas. I don't like Dallas. Uh, as a team, I think Mike McCarthy is a fraud of a head coach, but they do have a lot of weapons on the offensive side of the ball. They have one of the they have a top five defensive unit in the entire league, and I think at home, coming off a of bye, being well rested with the extra week to prepare, they take down a Rams team who's kind of uh, injured or riddled with injuries and uh, coming off of a degrading loss to the Steelers. How do you feel about that? I think that's your Could opinion. Be I'd prefer not, but we can. Will you bet in this? You can if you want. You prefer not to beer bet? Well, I mean, we... there's got to be one in there. Let's do it. All right, fine. Let's do it. We'll we'll table it. Put it on well, the let board. Let me twist your arm. Beer bet let me twist one. your arm. Yeah, yeah. Here we go, baby. Here we go. Vikings go to the Packers. Vikings are two and a half point road dogs. They played tonight, so we haven't seen how they fared against the 49ers at home. Uh, we are a wait and see for that. Uh, I'll go ahead and give you the model projections for this game, but again, it doesn't have data for the most recent week. However, it'll still give a good estimation. The model likes the Packers by six in this game. So, uh, really heavy on the Packers, surprisingly. Um, I think this one has to do with the home field advantage for the Packers Two, uh, There's a lot of opportunities that are left on the field for this Packers offense. Um, I think that, you know, they, they air it out. Uh, they're rather efficient, but they're just missing certain opportunities. And they also uh, are getting 
hit by the turnover bug. And so uh, with that being said, we play a team like the Vikings. The Vikings have a lower tiered defense. It's actually one of the worst in the leagues. You know, Brian Flores really hasn't done him any favors on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, that roster is kind of depleted. They're actually shopping Daniel Hunter around. That's what it kind of sounds like. So we could see some guys being shipped out of this Vikings team, specifically this Vikings defense in the near future. Looking at some of the betting splits, 76 of the total bets are on the Vikings. However, 51% of the money, the handle is on the Packers. Packers, again, two and a half point home favorites in Lambeau. This is a 42 point total as well. So lower point total. I kind of like the Packers two and a half. That's what I had in my books, uh, just based off the projections and the home field advantage. Brendan, who do you like in this game? Yeah, the Packers have, the Packers are not very good. But, I mean, they were able to to prey on a bad Bears defense to start, and it looked like, oh gosh, Jordan loves him. But they're coming back down to earth. He's going to turn the ball over. You know he is. But I like the Packers and Lambeau. I bet a I bet a bunch against home favorites, like small home favorites last week, and that did not do well for me. And because home field does matter, I'm going to take the Packers here. I think the Vikings lose tonight, and the Vikings lose next week. But I like two and a half Packers. Yeah, I also like the Packers because I think I, I know that they they just lost to the Broncos. There's an ugly, ugly, ugly loss. I'm not going to oh. defend them in there, but uh, I think that this that you know people forget the Packers are the youngest team in the league. You know, there's no question like that. The using the age on the offense side of the ball, the Packers have the youngest offense in the entire NFL. So I think what they're doing is they're going through this coming of age processes and maturing together and then kind of forming a cohesive unit as a offensive unit and trying to uh, kind of gain chemistry with each other and get a feel for what's going on and how that offense works. And I think it's slowly coming together. I think that this game in Lambeau is a get right spot for them, especially against one of the league worst defensive units. Um, And we know this too. Packers defense always performs well above expectations at Lambeau outside of the game that they played against Detroit. I will not forgive them for that game. I was actually really upset because I took the the Packers to cover against the Lions, but they got murdered by Dan Campbell's fighting <laughs> Lions. But outside of that, everything else fits pretty nice. Uh, Model likes them. Uh, I like them. Statistically speaking, I think the Packers can get it done. Uh, anything short of a field goal for me, for the Packers, I'm on. I'm hitting that up. If Jordan Love is going to capitalize on a defense with Dobbs and Christian Watson, he's got to do it against this one. And Aaron Absolutely. Jones only had ele- Aaron Jones only had 11 touches last week. They've been playing without him or hobbled him. I don't know if he was. I mean, I, I would have to think he was on a pitch count per se last week, getting only eight carries and he caught three balls. But you know, he's a game changer if he's healthy. And so another week where he can heal up, I think that. I think that they'll be able to cover that two and a half against Vikings at home. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It should be a good one. Underrated matchup. Moving on. Bucks go to the Bills. Both teams coming off of pretty ugly losses. You know, no way to sugarcoat it. Bucks, they should have easily beat the Falcons last week. Falcons fumbled the ball in the red zone three times, but yet they still beat it out against the Bucks. Love my dirty birds. But, Bucks again, degrading loss for them. Bills go to New England and lose to what is seemingly one of the league's worst teams. Maybe, maybe not. 
who knows? They did just beat the Bills, but the Bills are struggling, man. They're four and three right now. Not what everybody expected coming into this year. So uh Bills need this. This game is at Buffalo. So this is a get right spot for them. I think that, you know, they're they're gonna be frustrated. They're gonna be trying to uh tune up their offense and tune up their defense and uh get right for the for the home stretch here. Uh, and I think it's just a bad spot for the Bills, hands down. The Bucks are coming in there as eight and a half point road dogs, seven and a half on some books. Uh, point total is around 42, 41 on some books as well. So it's a lower point total. Um, and truthfully, books don't even expect Bucks to be able to put many, many points up if you look at the team total splits. So, um, yeah, th- this is a tough spot for the Bills. I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if they can keep it close, but again, eight and a half. Is uh, is a rather large spread. Before I dive into any of the numbers and and what my picks are, Brendan, what do you feel about this line? Buffalo seems to normally in get back spots. They'll they'll be good. They get back and get back get back spots, especially coming here at home. The biggest thing mm-hmm. that I want to point out here is Baker Baker Mayfield is not a good quarterback. He's been spending all of his time at the beach in Tampa Bay. He's got to go to Buffalo. The weather, well, the weather to this point has a high of 57 with a 50% chance of rain. And I don't think he's going to be able to play very well yeah. quarterback on a team there. So and that's like something that's just really underrated looking at that when teams have to go up and play in Cleveland and in Buffalo when it's cold. And so I think the Buffalo is going to get right and they're going to cover eight and a half. Yeah. I mean, and if you can find it on seven and a half in some books, you know, check that number. I'm seeing it on a few myself looking at the numbers uh early in the week 90 percent of the bets are on buffalo 93 percent of the tickets are on buffalo uh this bodes well um you know again for buffalo this game there's the majority of the public is on buffalo heavy uh so that doesn't make me feel too great however there's no large discrepancy between uh the the percentage of bets and the percentage of money to make me uh, fear anything in particular, but yeah, I like it at seven and a half. My projections have bills by seven. Uh, so a little lower than the Vegas spread, but again, I think, you know, if you strictly feel off the vibes, um, I think that, you know, they can easily cover seven and a half, eight and a get right spot. If their offense performs up to expectations, that's a big indicator there. You know, their offense can easily do this, but will they, I don't know. There seems to be some sort of, uh, the, inability to riff together uh the timing seems off and and you know one thing too is i will say uh kind of in uh playing contrarian to my own take is the bills defense is depleted you know we remember that game in london uh against the jags uh matt milano and, and, and like i feel like four key pieces on that defense got injured uh mm-hmm. and so matt milano specifically is out for the season with achilles that you know their defense is not you know too hot right now you know, they're missing a lot of key components. Um, they're no longer a top tier unit in the league. So they're they're going to give up some points. But, you know, if their offense can get back and get right, I think they can definitely outscore Bucks. I kind of like Bills by 10 in this game and a get right spot at home. Is that what you're seeing? Is the line at 10? No, no, no. I like them to win by 10. That's okay, my right, prediction. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm seeing line at seven and a half right now. So that's, okay. that's what I would be officially putting in the books. I already got that line early. All right. 
last big game matchup that we're going to talk about, and we'll rattle off some some spread picks here at the end. Eagles go to the Commanders. Eagles just routed the Dolphins. It felt like with some help by the referees. You know, I, I got to acknowledge that. I think that the Dolphins definitely got gypped by the ref refing crew, uh, but still the Eagles won pretty handily, thirty-one seventeen last night. Uh, coming off a big win against the Dolphins. Eagles are favored at six and a half on the road in Washington. Washington coming off a tough loss to the Giants. Uh, that was kind of a, a morale degrading loss. Looking at the betting splits pretty early on, 74% of the tickets are on Eagles. 94% of the handle is on the Eagles. Uh, there's a bit of concern. That's a 20% discrepancy between the two. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely something to note. Um, you know, something that may point you in Washington's direction. But, but model projections have Philly and they have Philly heavy. They have Philly by 12 points in this game. So, you know, snap reaction for me is, uh, was to lay Philly six and a half before it gets too high. Um, but before I dive any more into my analysis, Brendan, how do you feel about this line? Let me know. Yeah. I mean, Philly is just, I mean, they lost to the Jets two, two weeks ago, but they are a dominant team. They are a good team. A.J. Brown looks like a father among children out there. Jalen Hurts playing good. They can run the ball. Their defense is freaking huge and full of Georgia Bulldogs. And they just got Kevin Byard also. I don't know if you saw that from the the Titans. So Washington, I love deeply. But Wow. Oh, oh I thought you were saying you love him as a pick. No, no, no. I just love them. But um, okay. they need to play Jacoby Brissett, man. I mean, <laughs> they can't they can't keep trotting, trotting um, Hal out there. But I think the Eagles are going to cover six and a half. I just think the, the actual skill level of the teams is completely different. I know it's in Washington. It's a division game. But, I mean, I don't see anything that says that Washington can win this game or keep it real close. So I will rock with the Eagles minus six and a half. Well, the the issue here is earlier in the season, we did see something crazy out of the Commanders. They did keep it close. They actually went to OT with the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. So a lot of people are going to be using that game as a roadmap to bet this game since it's especially at home for the Commanders. Uh, my recommendation for this game is one of two things. Uh, you know, my projections are heavy on Philly. Of course, you can bet the projections if you want. It's you know better than a coin flip chance that you get it right. However, I will say with the the money that's coming in on the Eagles, this line opened up a couple weeks ago. You know, DraftKings does early lines. It opened up around four. Uh, I think. For me personally, you know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait for the books to steam this one up. And if it steams up high enough for me to take Philly, you know, minus eight or minus seven and a half, then that's what I'm going to do. But if it stays south of a touchdown, I might, in fact, take the commanders. I think, uh, you know, the Philly's defense uh, on the road is not as great as they have been in the past. Still good, but not great. Uh, some key key metrics here. One particular that I like: uh, 
offensive EPA allowed on the defensive side of the ball. Eagles are 14th in the league overall. Commanders are 26th. But that 14, you know, last year, that was, you know, anywhere between two and six last year for the Eagles. So we definitely see a drop off. Air yards allowed. Eagles 31st in the league in air yards allowed. So I think the commanders can actually get it done. The only problem is we know Sam Howell gets sacked all the freaking time. Uh, this Phillies pass rush is going to have a field day, but I think this is a backdoor cover by Sam Howell and company here. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait for the public to seam this up because we're seeing a lot of money pouring in on the Eagles. So wait and see on this game. If you can get Philly or commanders uh, after the line is pushed up a good bit, that's what I'm going to do. But Hey, that's uh you know, neither here nor there, just giving you the facts that you need to make a proper pick that wraps it up for the big game breakdowns. Nice. Let's do a little. You're what about it? I can't until I know the official line. It's official right now. You will officially give me the line of Washington plus seven and a half. Six and a half. No, I can't do it. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> Dude, it's it's telling me six and a half right here. I know, I know, but my whole point, my whole take was wait and see if you can get Washington seven and a half. Okay, then fine. We won't do it. Maybe, maybe later in the week we'll do it. <laughs> All right, hey, let's do a little quick shot, rattle off some some picks that we like here. Patriots go to Miami, play the Dolphins. Dolphins are minus nine home favorites. Who do you like in this game and why? Oh, my gosh. Rapid reaction. Here we go. <laughs> My Miami. I mean, I can't. I can't. I can't ride up any of them. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Miami. Chiefs. Chiefs go to Denver. Play the Broncos. Chiefs are seven and a half point road favorites against Denver. What do you think? I'll take them seven and a half. Chiefs. I will too. Chiefs win by ten. Bears eight and a half point road underdogs against the Chargers. Who do you like in this game? Give me the Bears. Okay. Okay. Tyson Bajent. All right. He's one to know. Jags go to Pittsburgh, play the Steelers. Steelers are two and a half point home underdogs. Who do you like in this? Give me the Steelers, baby. Okay. I'll take the Jags. Give them to me. Saints go to Colts. Colts are one point home favorites. Who do you like? Colts. Colts. Good pick. Good pick. Falcons go to Tennessee, play the Titans. Titans are two and a half point home underdogs. Who do you like here? Ugh. Falcons. Falcons. Bijan is going to have a headache. <laughs> nah. Whoops. Texans go to Carolina, play the Panthers. Panthers are plus three home underdogs. Who do you like in this game? Uh, Texans. Um, Panthers. Ooh, okay. Okay. That's, Panthers. that's a good one. I like it. Okay. Jets go to Jets play the Giants this week, so it'd be a fun one, maybe. Jets are two and a half point road favorites, I guess. Road, New York, all the same. Road favorites. Who do you like do to they play? In, do they play in the same stadium? Yeah. Don't they play? In, no. Yeah. Um. Oh man. Jets. Okay. Heard. Ravens go to the Cardinals. 
Cardinals. Cardinals are eight and a half point home dogs. Ravens. Cardinals. Raiders go to the Lions. This is a Monday night football game here. The Lions are eight point home favorites against oh, the Raiders. Oh, they're at home though. They're at home. Lions. Same. All right. Hey, that wraps it up for our NFL Week 8 show. Guys, we appreciate you listening, and we will be back here next week for NFL Week 9. We also do a lot of college football content. Make sure to find that there. Also, find our projections at Statletics underscore on X. We'll talk to you guys next week.